Talk, the home of where the talking mm. is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy here once again for some good conversation. Tiny table, big room. Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody. Whoa. Woo! <laughs> did Santa come last night or uh, today? Or, or uh, did your parents leave you presents? <laughs> Yes, it is Christmas Day for those of you that are listening on the day of. For those the of you that die are hards. the diehards, the diehards, yeah, the, 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 the good listeners, the, the true potty heads, the true good talkers, the frozen chosen, the frozen chosen, the December ones. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Weather Channel only goes out to like the 18th, but like on the 18th, it's supposed to be like 65 degrees. Gosh, man, that's awful. No, that's terrible. My my kids keep asking me when's it gonna snow, and I'm just like, ah, I don't want to give you an answer because I don't really know. We all need to believe God together for a freak storm to pop up. I just want at least one good solid snow day. Here's the thing, like for one Christmas Day, I would absolutely love snow. Snow would be amazing, um, but as long as it's not like sunny and 65. Yeah. That's like weird. it needs to be like cloudy, gloomy, rainy, <laughs> gloomy, <laughs> like just something that lets me know that it's winter. It you know, is, we have yeah. we have weather. We have stuff going on. It's not summer. <laughs> we have weather. I need the Guys. distinction when I'm out cooking my turkeys on the back porch. I want to know that it is December. Yeah. Yeah. I want to run out there freezing my butt off. Yeah. My, my Christmas steak. Yeah. There's nothing worse than making like hot chocolate or coffee and it's 70 degrees <laughs> outside. You're like, this is awful. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know. I want it to be cold. So, uh, Lord, <laughs> do what falls you in your court. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this in the future. So if it is Christmas Day and it's snowing, pray for your boy. <laughs> oh wait, hold no, on. Wait, no, thank yeah, God for thank us. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. But <laughs> thank God for our prayers for this moment in time. But if it's sunny and seventy degrees, pray for your boy. Because <laughs> I'm gonna need prayers. Because <laughs> he's just gonna be sad in his <laughs> I'm house. I'm gonna be on bummed Christmas out. Day. It's gonna be Christmas Day, a del- <laughs> day of celebration, and I'm gonna be weeping. <laughs> nah, just kidding. I would never. But uh, no, there has been a couple Christmas days though where it's been like that, where it's yeah. like seventy something degrees. Well, outside. Last year, I think was really warm. It just feels. It just felt wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a good vibe. It's not. It's not a good. I don't. I go to dark places <laughs> in my head when it's when I. I need to fill the season. Uh. I have my house decorated. I have everything in place for this perfect day. I just need Mother Earth, and she can be a real whack job sometimes. I need her to cooperate. I need her to get on board with this. Uh, you know, she can be a fierce one sometimes with all these tornadoes and. <laughs> And everything, but I need her to send some snow. So. Snowstorm, let's go. It's the only thing on my I'm gonna Christmas list. I'm going to get snowed list. in on Christmas Day. Carolina, you like snow? Our producer, who we have for one more week. <laughs> hey, yeah, I do like snow. Yeah, like, see? But not for too long. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, I wish there is snow on Christmas Day, mm. but hopefully that it'll disappear yeah. <laughs> next day. Rachel's the same exact way. She yeah. loves snow, but she wants it to stick around for like one day. Yeah. She just yeah. needs like to scratch that itch, and then she's solid. Yeah, I want to yeah. go out there and maybe make like a tiny snowman. Yeah, maybe eat a couple snowballs. <laughs> yeah, eat it. Yeah, I oh, love wow. to eat. I love to eat snow. Absolutely. Okay. Well, All I gotta right. make that's sure that's where safe. I get it from because I got dogs. So yeah, Whoa. is that safe? Yeah, yeah that's just. Snow? I think so. It's just water, right? I'll try it someday. <laughs> try it someday. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you get it from like a, a relatively clean portion yeah. of area. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. don't scrape too deep. You know, don't yeah. get the Surface. stuff that's on the ground. Just yeah. the stuff just off the, the top. Just the top the top. Yeah. yeah, but I do like snow. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when it's like a too long, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like for more than a month, oh. like it usually happens in Ohio. Mm. I like, I'm like, I need the sun again, <laughs> you know, like, cause I'm not used to like yeah. the whole, like a, how do you say, like a large um, yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
<laughs> but I like snow. Yeah, if you if you were sticking around, well, I guess it's possible it could snow for you, Levi. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to put any limit on you, God. You can do what you do, but uh, the city will shut down even at the, yeah. the thought of snow here, oh. just because we're yeah. just not built for this. Oh, wow. Alabama does not comprehend snow. They don't understand it, and uh, I exclude myself from that, that <laughs> list of people because I do understand snow. Um, uh, so, but it's crazy. Like they'll shut down everything. Sometimes even if we just get a forecast of it, they'll yeah. preemptively be like, <laughs> the bread will be gone. The milk will be gone. <laughs> yeah. And even sometimes the city will be like, stay in your homes. I, I remember I think it was last year, a couple of years ago, it started snowing. They like were shutting down stuff and like no one drives. So I look forward to that. That really puts me in my feels. I love it when the city's freaking out and everyone's like losing their mind. And I'm just like, Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to stay inside yeah. with the family. We're going to watch movies. We're going to have popcorn. We're just going to vibe out, get the Man, fire going. Like a good day. Doesn't We're leaving right now. I'm doing it right now. Start My family's a snow at home. Day. Let's go. Snow day. It's 65 out Merry Christmas. <laughs> we should do that. We should make a movie. It's called Alabama Snow Day. And it's just like sunny. Oh, my God. And it's vibing. But we're all outside, like, you know, throwing dirt balls at each other and, like, sledding down oh a grass hill. Gosh. But anyway, so good talk. Good talking. Good, good talking. talk. What are we feeling today? What are we talking about? Man. No, man. It's Christmas Day. I don't really know what else to I guess I feel like last week we already we already kinda talked about Christmas. Yeah. And the gift of Jesus, but here it is again today. He is the greatest he gift. He is the greatest gift. Yeah. Reflect on that right now. <laughs> See you guys on the next one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that was the pod. Nailed oh, it. Oh man, no. Uh, I, here's the thing. All right. This is about to be the end of the year, my friends. It's December 25th for you mm. in this very moment. For me in this very moment, it is December 5th. <laughs> but the ne- the end of the year is nigh. nigh. It is coming. It is happening real fast. I feel like this year just went by really, really quickly. But I'm ready for 2024. I want more in 2024. Ooh. Here we oh, go. Oh, yes. Let's We're starting slogans. The year of go. more in 24. Well, it is the year Yay. of profuse favor, right? All right. So yeah, I that see could it. be the word that we switch for the, the word. The slogan writes itself. The year of more 2024. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. what we're doing around here. Yeah. I love those little cliches. I remember back in Dad's church in 93, everyone, the saying was debt free in 93. <laughs> <laughs> so. Debt free 2023. Let's go. There's a couple more weeks left. Let's 20 years later, 50 years later. <laughs> Uh, you got to wait for those threes to work <laughs> around, and then you can debt-free in 23. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, 2024, the year of more. The year of more, the 2024. Uh, you know, mm. you and I, we've been, you know, we, we haven't really, like, uh, hardcore, like, gotten into it, but there's been some things that you've sprinkled about um, your heart for what you feel like this happened in the youth ministry. And most we, we know that growth is hum- coming, growth is happening, um, but it's gonna, there's something big happening on the cusp in the, the realm of Cornerstone Word of Life Church and this this area, this community, not specifically just our church. I just think God's doing something big in this area, mm. and I think that we get to be a big part of it, um, but I, I want all of it. I want more of it. I, yeah. want, I want to see everything that God has for it, and I'm excited to be a part of it. So here's the question that has to be answered. Uh, Are we, as individuals, positioned for the more? <sighs> hope so. What's the word? <laughs> do you know the word uh, precipice? The precipice? We're right on the precipice. We're right on the cusp of it, right, right there. Right on the precipice. Yeah, but I feel like, and I don't know if that's the right word for this, precipice. but I feel I like... how to spell that. I f- yeah, that'd be interesting. It's one of those words, like, if I want to Google the definition, I'm going to have to use, like, <laughs> autocorrect to figure oh out exactly gosh. how to spell it. But I feel like... Uh, Maybe precipice isn't the right word, but I feel like we're right on the brink of something and everybody's got to make a decision. Like, am I going to make a decision that's going to allow 
this to happen or am I going to make a decision that's going to allow this to happen? It's almost like, you know, we see this ultimatum, if you will, in the word of God, all throughout the word of God. Like I've placed before you life and death. Now choose life. And I don't know that we're ever exempt of making those decisions on a continual basis. Like I, we've talked about it many times on the pod, like being a disciple of Jesus Christ is not a decision I made once and then mm-hmm. I'm good forever. It's a decision yeah. I make every morning when I wake up today, I'm going to be a disciple. And by making that decision every day, hopefully that leads me to being a better disciple today than I was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like we can't just say 2024, the year of more. I feel like, and hopefully this doesn't offend anyone, but I feel like we just get caught up in the sayings. And then because we have this awesome saying, we think things that are automatically going to happen, you know, Uh, it's automatic. And I don't think it is automatic. I think we're going to have to diligently dig in. Yeah. Um, And I know that that's been the challenge to me. The Lord's been like really strong rebuking Robert because I've got the December blues. Mm. It's like I tend to every year at the end of the year, I low-key let my foot off the gas a little bit. It's because you're tired. Yeah. Same of the year, ready for the rest. And it's great because you go into the new year and you got these new goals. I would encourage everybody to make some goals for the new year. Not just like natural goals, but like spiritual goals. Like make some good benchmarks. Like this is what I want three months, six months, Resolutions. Months. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <clears throat> Have some good goals. And I think maybe it's that at the beginning of the year that gives us new hype. And, and also like the other years in the rear view mirror. And we're like, this is a fresh start, baby. So all the bad stuff from last year, everything I went through, it's this year's going to be different. And yeah. so we come in with like all this hope and this excitement, and I feel like it's just the opposite, like at the end of November and December. For me, I just kind of like get a little bummed out, and I don't know if it's because maybe like there's certain things in the year that I wanted to see that I didn't really get to see, and so it's like just like, anyways, so, so I have to learn how to like not let that be a thing. I've got to continually like position myself for the more, for the 2024, And not be, like we were talking about this word before the pod, not be apathetic, Mm -hmm. you know, which I looked up the definition right before the (laughs) pod because I wanted to make sure I knew what it meant, and I did. But it's like one of the first things it means is like just a lack of interest, Mm -hmm. you know. And I want to make sure that because like the Lord's been rebuking me, and he's like, man, you really crushed it at the beginning of last year, you know. But even in myself, I feel like I've gotten a little apathetic, you know, kind of lost interest. And like you said, just being tired, being overwhelmed, uh, you know, got certain irons in the fires and, and like, it just causes you to like, look at stuff. And you're like, dang, this is not where I wanted to be by mm. December, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that, uh, in order to, to have the more then we got to kind of do more, mm. you know what I mean? Ooh, like yeah, in some that's way, true. That's true. um, you know, when you're talking about positioning ourselves, I mean that, that requires action yeah. to position yourself, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So, uh, and, and there might be some listeners out there like, I'm already doing so much, or you know what I mean? Like, or I'm already been trying to position myself, and I get it. Like, I feel like that, I feel the same way. Mm. <laughs> You're not in that boat alone, but it's like, you know, it's more about the the stick. We keep talking about the stick to the stick to it, like the consistency of sticking with the more, sticking yeah. with that. Um, <laughs> that the stick to itiveness, <laughs> you know, staying with the plan, staying with the, the the idea, keeping the goal in front of you, so that way you don't lose sight mm. of the goal, you don't lose sight of the more, and even if it, you know, maybe like again, uh, maybe you already feel like you're doing a whole lot, but at the same time, like the the promise is going to come if we don't give up. You know what I mean? Like if we if we continue with what we believe that God has told us, then we will receive the promises He has for our lives. And I, I believe that like we we're saying we're on a precipice. We're, yeah. on the, we're on the cusp of something big and something great. And so I don't want to pull away now and mm. miss out on yeah. that. 
and it is something that I don't, at the beginning, I don't remember what you said now, but for whatever reason, it triggered in my mind. Like just saying, I want more doesn't yeah. mean we're going to get That's more. That's true. J- just saying these cute little sayings right. of, of the year of 2024 is the year of more like words are not necessarily fruit. It, it's us actually putting our, our, our body to it, putting our, 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 our spiritual gumption, if you will, so that sure. we can actually hook up with God and receive the more that he has for us. And I think we're guilty of saying things we don't really believe all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I, we know that words are extremely important. I mean, we're taught from the word that you know, you can be ensnared with the words of your mouth. Uh, and so I believe if you can be ensnared with them, you can also be set free from them. Yeah. And we see that through in the book of Romans, you know, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. And so it's part of this walking and doing life with God. We have to be sure that we watch our words. Uh, but sometimes I feel like we can just say stuff and sometimes we're just going through the motions of this good confession. And we think that a good confession is going to lead to the promise, but it's more than just a good confession. You have to have a good confession. And what is a good confession? It's one that lines up with the word of God. You have to have that, but it's also about believing in that confession. And how do I know believe, you know, well, faith without works is dead. So if I really believe that 2024 is a year of more, then I'm not only going to have a confession, but I'm going to have some acts that go along with that confession. I'm going to do the more that's required from me. I really like the way you said that, because if we just say 2024 is the year of more, that's kind of like almost just putting it off on God. Okay, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. I want to take it as like a personal challenge. Has Robert done more to position himself for the year of more? Yeah. I really think that's a good perspective and a good way to look at it because we do suffer from this somewhat in society where we're always pushing it off onto other people. If something didn't go right, it's their fault. If something went, you know, then we're always trying to like, well, I didn't get the promotion because of my boss, or I didn't get this because of that, or I didn't do this or that. And like, I think we just need to, the word of God, you know, is a mirror, which means look at yourself. Yeah. Yeah, when, when I look at a mirror, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, what can Robert do? And the word's saying, look at Robert. Look at what you need to fix, what you need to work on, what you need to prepare, what you need to get rid of or add, what you need to adjust to position yourself for the year of more. I know this. Every time God's had something for me and I've missed out on it, it's not because of God. Mm. And so I need to make sure that if I don't want to miss out, on the year of more that I'm doing what I need to do to position myself for the year of more. And that can be challenging sometimes because the things that he asks us to work on, it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's very difficult and we have to be willing to take those steps and make those strides, uh, you know, so that we, it's kind of (laughs) like, I have that song stuck in my head by Creed. The, uh, you know that song? Of course is that, I do. Is that Creed? Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, where the angels soar. I feel like I need to shout out June Price right now. Does she I, like Creed? I just feel like that'd be her vibe. Whoa, I'm a, June's okay. a, June is a good listener, my friend. Like, Listen, she, I like Creed. Creed she, is she awesome. She pulled me aside on Sunday and was talking to me. I was just like, oh my gosh, it makes me so happy that you June, listen to a good talk. So, hey, you June. You make our hearts warm. I hope you're enjoying your lunch break after your post-lunch break walk. Good talk. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I feel like he just wants to take us higher. Yeah. And uh, I have a responsibility in that. And so I just have to make sure that I don't let this apathetic attitude get in my life. And I continue to push, even if it is the end of the year. 
And, uh, you know, because that's really what happens with like New Year's resolutions. A lot of them don't come to pass because we start strong. And then by the end of January, we're just uninterested. Yeah. We're very apathetic. <laughs> you know, I, I made this goal or that goal or this resolution, that resolution. And then that stuff tapers off. So we as human beings, I believe, uh, you know, have a lot of similarities when it comes to this stuff. We can, if it doesn't happen right away or we just get tired, we're just like, eh, maybe I move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's similar to, uh, and I alluded it to last week when I was doing my message, but like this, this, this way of God can't just be like a try it thing or like even like similar to like an exercise, like a diet, like it it needs to be like a lifestyle thing, like something that we actually make a part of our life. So even with this whole thing of wanting more Mm -hmm. and apathy, like, like if you truly want more or if you say you want more yet, you're very apathetic to the things of God that leads us to believe or leads me to believe that you don't actually want more. And so Mm. if you want more then you need to have a greater desire within you. Now, I don't really know exactly what that looks like for every person, how to gain a greater desire. And that maybe needs to be something that you figure out between you and God. But that is something that I think that we have to figure out. How do we get more interested in what he's doing? Well, I think uh, let's define this first because, you know, someone's listening and they're like, okay, more, but more of what? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I think we start there. I think the desire needs to be, we just want more of God. Yeah. And when we get more of God, you get more of all that he is which means you get more of his glory, you get more of his peace, you get more of his uh, wisdom, you get more of his insight, you get more of the blessings that make you rich and add no sorrow to it. So that could be not only spiritual blessing, but also emotional blessing, physical blessing, financial blessing. All this stuff is wrapped up in knowing him. Mm. And I think it's kind of like, um, I don't know if this is a good natural analogy or not, but it's like, if I have a distant uncle or a distant relative and that relative passes away and they leave an inheritance, they're probably going to leave it for the ones that they're close to. Probably. Yeah. You know, they're not going <laughs> to write Robert into their will if they don't even know who Robert is. Mm. Now I know God knows all of us, Sure. but do you know him intimately the way he knows you intimately? And, and, and are we close to, even though the word of God is the will of God and he's written us all into his will. Yeah. Are we close enough to him to where, you know, if it was a natural relationship, would he want to write? Do we know him well enough to where he would write us into his will Mm. if we had a natural relationship with him? And so it's just like, I feel like everybody wants the promises that are yes and amen, but are you close enough to receive those promises? And I think I'm speaking to myself. It's like, am I close enough to God? Mm. Because like, you know, when Moses experienced the glory of God, which is the goodness of God, he had to depart some things and go somewhere to be closer to God, to be with God. It's not like he just received that down in his tent where everybody else was. No, he made a decision. I'm going to go up here and I'm going to meet with God. Yeah. And so he, he did some things that obviously brought him closer to God. And, uh, and I want to do some things that are going to bring me closer to God. And, and in doing that, I'll get more. Yeah. More of what? more of him, which is everything that I need. If I need more resources, what's the answer? Get closer to God. If I need more wisdom, what's the answer? Get closer to God. Because like, you know, scriptures even tell us like anyone who lacks wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to liberally without finding any fault. Well, that in turn is me getting closer to him because Mm -hmm. to ask him, I have to go to him and be closer to him. And so all these promises that are yes and amen that have been purchased through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I think sometimes we don't walk in those promises just because our relationship with him is too distant. Mm. We're too far away. Yeah. 
Um, and so I'm trying to close that gap. Yeah, and that's what's uh, kind of like interesting is because like we can be far, but yet he's always so near. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but it's like I think it's up us acknowledging that he is the near. nearness of God, acknowledging him in word. the moment. Yeah, the nearness. Uh, just partaking, partaking of yeah. the nearness of participating God, participating in in his nearness, making a point to actually involve him in the moment of your life. Dude, let's just think about that for a second. Like. Imagine having this friend or a family member or a physical, like we have Carolina. She's, she's our producer today Carolina, and we'll be our producer next week. And then she goes back to visit family. But anyways, um, so imagine she just followed you around all day and you never acknowledged her. That'd be so weird. <laughs> no offense to you, Carolina. Imagine if she's just with you everywhere. Yeah. She like she follows you upstairs and then to your office and then to the bathroom and then to the grocery store and then to the gas station and then home and then to bed and then you wake up and she's sitting right next to your bed and then you go to the kitchen and so you make weird. breakfast and and but you never acknowledge her existence. What an awkward relationship. I think you're describing about 98% of all quote unquote believers. <laughs> Maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm being a little bit. It's <laughs> very possible. It's very possible because in full disclosure, there's days I'm I'll like that with say, God. And that's no shade. That's, that's calling everybody out. You there's, know what I mean? there's just days where you get busy yeah. and there's days where maybe you didn't have time to get into the word like you wanted to. There's days where we have that, even though he is so close to us. Because he's always with us. We have a promise in Hebrews. He never leaves us and never forsakes us. But are we acknowledging the closeness of God? Do we understand that we have this friend in God who's always with us? And when we wake up in the morning, he's there. When we go to the bathroom, he's there. When we go to make breakfast, he's there. When we go to work, he's there. And so I think it's just maybe Robert needs to become more aware Mm. of the closeness of God. And instead of just having this, this... divine personality that is always with me but never talking to him maybe it's more about robert acknowledging the divinity of god that's always with me so good i feel like you're you're correcting me right now <laughs> you're convicting me over here because i was even thinking like you know my, my my heart goes to like the year of war i'm thinking like i'm thinking the other things <laughs> Yeah, what well, we all do. That's what we like, all do. Like, That's give the me problem. the blessings. That's give the me the abundance. Give me the things. Right. But now that you say it, and and we all know this, and it talks about you know Matthew six, so they seek first the kingdom of God, mm. and all the things will be added to you. So twenty twenty four, the more it just needs to be more of Him, mm. more about God. And I think you already said this, but I'm just saying it again. Do so it because that's so how things get in. It. Redundancy is the key to getting something in your heart. Yeah. That's why and, Jesus said the same thing over and over yeah. and over. You read the Gospels, mm-hmm. and it's just like Jesus. Like it, Not even like, I know the Gospels are like parallels of each other, but just like read Matthew, and you'll find Jesus is like one of the most redundant teachers yeah. to ever walk the earth. Because mm. he's like, I've got to get, and even he yeah. told the disciples, he's like, I've been with you these many years, and you still don't get yeah. it. So even in him being extremely redundant and repetitive, they still didn't get it. It gives me encouragement that sometimes I can, like, sometimes I feel like I'm preaching the same message again. You this have way. to. <laughs> You have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It, this is this is really good, man. I, I'm actually if I want to be a better a better son, if I want to be a better husband, if I want to be a better believer, if I want to be a better teacher, if I want to be a better whatever, I just need to have more of him in my life. Mm, that's the key. Because <laughs> he's the best teacher. He's the ultimate teacher. He's he, the sauce, he's, bro. He's the truth. He's the sauce. <laughs> Makes it so much better. <laughs> he is the Chick Fil A sauce to my spicy he chicken sandwich with sauce. extra pickles. <laughs> Everything without sauce is awful. <laughs> oh man. 
Maybe not everything, but everything. Most everything needs some sort. Pancakes need sauce. Cereal. Every kind of the milk is the sauce. Nah. Everything needs sauce, bro. There is some sort of sauce that goes on everything <laughs> that makes it better, you know. And so it's like, uh. my dad used to eat this thing called uh, Fiber One, and it was cereal. Uh. It was low key horse food. Like it's just you're eating straw oh at this point, gosh. and it's not good. It, it was so bland. And it had no sugar. It had no sauce. And it was disgusting. But it was healthy. Um, I don't know. I want the sauce. <laughs> I need the sauce. We need sauce. <laughs> so if you look at it through that lens, though, if Jesus is the sauce, if this, this Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is the sauce, I, I want more of that. Yeah. You know, I want more of him in my life. And, and it's about figuring out ways to stay hungry for that, you know, and pushing to have that and, and, and just making sure that we understand he is the key to everything. Yeah. And I think also having the attitude too, of like having more of him, but having like unselfish motives about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like even though like we desperately want a move of God at a blaze youth, even though we desperately want the youth group to grow in numbers and we want these amazing things, like we don't need to seek God just for those things. Right even though those things are needed and they're vital and, and, and they're, they're good things, mm. but we don't seek God for those things, yeah. at least in the sense of like for our own spiritual well being, And you know, yeah. like, like if we want to be better, it needs to just be, we want him. Yeah. It's making sure that's good. And that's simple. And it should be simple. Yeah. It's that old military slogan. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Like we, <clears throat> And I think we do, we all have been guilty of that. And it's just, if you just get more of God, you'll get more of everything else. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. And it's that simple. Yeah. And we all fall into that trap because we know that in him is provision. Mm-hmm. We know that in him is peace. We know that in him is fill in the blank. Yeah. Right? And so we can get into that mindset, well, I need more peace, so yeah. let me just go seek. Well, just seek God, and you'll have more yeah. peace. Here I am at the drive-thru again. <laughs> yeah. Lord, I, uh, yeah. bring me up again. <laughs> bring me up again. Yeah, and that's not the way this relationship should yeah. work. Um, we've talked about it in youth before. That, that tends to make a very abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, No one wants to be treated like that, but yet that's how we treat God. And so I think it's just about making a minor adjustment. And yes, he's good. And yes, he wants to take care of you. And yes, he will take care of you. But more than all of that, he just wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. He just wants us to acknowledge this relationship yeah. uh, on a regular basis. And he wants us to talk to him you know, on a regular basis and be with him and sit with him and uh, get in the word with him and pray and just fellowship with him. We know how important fellowship is um, to us as human beings, fellowship with friends, fellowship with family those natural relationships we have, well, that desire came from God. Yeah. He, he, he's the ultimate one that craves fellowship. Um, he's very even jealous of us. He's je- the Bible talks about he's a jealous God. Yeah. So when stuff is stealing our fellowship from him, he's like, and I think part of it is because he wants to take care of us. Right. Yeah. And like when we're distant, he's like, I can't. You're, you're, you're tying my hands here, right kid. Now. Yeah, like you're making the choice. <clears throat> and, and I think... That's what's wonderful about God at times in that sense of like, he's just going to let you do what you want. He does. So if you don't want more of him, he's going to allow you not to have more of him. That's true. And, and again, it's, it's a blessing and a curse all at once. (laughs) 
It really is. <laughs> but I, I think that that's what's also so beautiful about that relationship is he wants it to be out of a genuine desire Absolutely. to be in this relationship. Mm. He, he wants to be your source because you genuinely want to receive from him, not because you're being forced to get these things from God. Like yeah. God is so good. He's so kind. He's so gracious. He wants to be in a relationship with you. It's not uh, a dictatorship or I don't really know the best way to say it. He's, he's not forcing anything. He, he's not making this stuff happen. If we want it, then we have to desire it. We have to seek it for ourselves. Over in Romans chapter one, this is a little bit aggressive by the apostle Paul, but I think it's good. Um, he says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became fertile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires and their hearts to sexual impurity and degrading uh, their bodies one another, and they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is a for who is forever to be praised, Amen. And so it's like, I don't know. It's just a decision. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, and what you said, it's like God's not going to make us do this. Yeah, he's he could not, if he really wanted to. But yeah, he not, is that's God, that's but not what he wanted, that's not what he desires. I don't want to be somebody that, even though I know God, I neither glorify Him as God or give thanks to Him. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like you said, all, all believers know God to some extent, mm -hmm. but it's just something that we have to be sure that we don't fall into this trap of, and that's one thing that God's kind of been dealing with me about. Like, and I think this will help us evolve our relationship even more. And I know that people kind of, when you say it, they're like, Wah? I said it last Wednesday. I, I said it on Sunday morning. One time, I don't know if it was when I was taking up ties or when Pastor Mark and Pastor Ronald were gone, but like, when we have like our worship service and the band's up there playing music, that's not worship. Mm. That's like music. Yeah. Worship is, and even though it is a form of worship, like I get it, but it's worship is me acknowledging God as God mm. and then subduing my own life to fall underneath his wisdom and his direction as the creator and as God. Yeah. That is worship. Mm. It's like the Apostle Paul said, present your body a living sacrifice, yeah. for this is the only true acceptable form of worship. Form of worship. Yeah. Now, when we're singing and we're praising God and we're lifting our hands, that is part of sure. you know, yeah. offering our bodies as a sacrifice. But I think sometimes we don't realize that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We need to see like those moments when the band is playing, that is me offering my body as a sacrifice. Yeah. It's not about the music. It's mm -hmm. not about the song. It's about Robert offering his body as a sacrifice. Yeah. And so I think we get so caught up, <clears throat> and that's why people, one song will be really, really good, and another song won't. It's because... I don't want to worship to this song. They don't <laughs> offer, we, don't, we only <laughs> offer ourselves as a sacrifice to the songs that we want to, Man. to the songs that we like to, when in reality, every song should hit because yeah. it's not about the song, mm -hmm. because that's not worship. Mm. It's about me offering myself as a sacrifice. And I can do that whether there's music or no music. Yeah. And I can do that whether it's a song I like or a song I don't like. Yeah. And so we get so caught up in what is worship. Is the band playing X song, Y song? No, it's not. It's me uh, even listening to pastor minister to word. That is worship. Yeah. 
because it's me bringing myself as a sacrifice and saying, okay, I'm going to sit underneath God and receive from him right now. It's like that scripture in Hebrews 12, 28 that mm -hmm. we talk about. It's realize the one that is ministering or speaking to you in this moment. It's not Pastor Mark or Pastor Ron. This is God. They're a vessel. God's speaking to me. Yeah. So let me just come and offer myself as a sacrifice and lay on the altar and say, I'm here to receive from you. And then as they're teaching, it becomes worship because I'm offering myself. And so Worship should be in everything that we do, and we don't want to be those people that know God but forget about God. Yeah. <laughs> he's there, but I never acknowledge he's there. Or he's there, and I never make any sacrifices to be with him. Yeah. And I think that's where he's been challenging me the last couple of weeks, and it's like he's just he's so good. Yeah. And he's like <clears throat> just drawing me back to engage more in this relationship so 2024 can be the year of more. Mm. And so to me, that's the key. Yeah. Now let me actually do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's so good. Like I, like I just think about the people <clears throat> and even myself again, like just even in the moments of like, God can be so near, but yet my heart is just so far away from him mm. in that moment. And it's like, I, I'm putting such a limiter on God. Yeah. Like, like why, why I have mm. such access to this ultimate being mm. that is, far superior than anything we could ever fathom yep. yet. We're not reaping the benefit of this relationship. Well, we even do it even as church staff people. Sure. We even do it on a Sunday morning. We're like, man, got to punch in the clock and get out. Can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, we lose that element of sacrificial response to God. Mm. And, uh, I, I think God's trying to reignite that. Mm. A little bit yeah and so I, I i have to make a decision that i'm going to cooperate with it mm. because you know growing up in the mountains of colorado hey, hey <laughs> gotta put it in there you know we had a fireplace upstairs and a fireplace downstairs and that's how we heated the house and so for whatever reason nowadays that'd be a luxury have two fireplaces in your home <laughs> We were spoiled. Back then, that was a necessity. We had no, we had no central AC and heat, but we were spoiled. No. Um, but anyways, like, I, for whatever reason, was dubbed the fire guy. And so every, like, night, you know, I would be the one that Robert we... Robert started the fire! Yeah. Hey! <laughs> yes! And so, like, and I would get that fire going good. Like, it had a glass door. It had a metal... It was a big cast iron fireplace and it had these glass windows and I'd get the fire cooking so hot that it would actually rattle the windows and I was like yeah this is burning and we'd put like a pot of water on top of the fireplace to keep humidity in the air because it would really dry out the atmosphere and you could always tell when the atmosphere was getting really dry because I'd get bloody noses and so oh my gosh um, interesting fact real quick as I take a side journey from this story in dry climates I get really I get bloody noses and like my parents took me to the doctor when I lived in Colorado and the doctor was like, you're going to have to move from Colorado. He's like, it's too dry here. Otherwise you're going to live with bloody noses for the rest of your life. I find it very interesting that God moved me to one of the most humid places on planet <laughs> earth. And I don't have bloody noses very often. They're years apart now. It's amazing how God knows exactly what's going to be best for us. That is pretty wild. You know, it's pretty wild. Well, couldn't you just believe God for healing? Yeah, I could. But he also is like, you know what? I'm just going to place you in a climate that's perfect for the way I made just you. Just go over here. Just go over you here. Can so anyways, for it, but we'll put you over here. Back to the story about fire. <laughs> fire. Fire. Rattling the windows. Yeah, rattling Humidity, the windows. Nosebleeds. So one thing I knew about that fire is like, if, if I did not maintain it, it would just go out. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't throw fresh logs <laughs> on it, if I didn't, you know, get in there with the little 
iron prod and stir around those coals and then throw something else on there to be burnt, it would just go out. And even though I was continually throwing the same thing on there, the fire would stay ignited. And so it's like, I, I'm continually throwing the same thing, which is my life yeah. on this altar for God. So that way it, the fire doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we kind of get in trouble. We don't realize that these embers have to constantly be shook mm. and fresh wood and fresh kindling needs to be thrown on that, which is your life. And it's like every time you do it, even though it's, it's the same thing, it's like throwing fresh wood on there. Every time you bring yourself as a living sacrifice, you're throwing something fresh onto the fire to keep it stoked, to keep it burning. But if we don't throw ourselves and don't present ourselves as a sacrifice and don't worship God and don't fellowship with God, then we're not putting anything on there to keep that fire going. Mm. And so, um, and I think that's where I get sometimes. I just, I don't maintain it the way it needs to be maintained. So it starts to begin to be dull and you know, it's just in there sputtering and it's like, I want to burn, but you got to throw something on this fire always needs something to consume, to be Mm -hmm. fire, man. And so I have to continually throw my life on it. So that way God has something to consume. And so without something to consume, the fire will just go out. Yeah. And so what's it supposed to be consuming? My life. (laughs) You want to be on fire for God? Just (laughs) plop right down, throw yourself in the fire. (laughs) You have to. You have to. (laughs) That's so good. And so So if we're apathetic, then maybe we're not putting ourselves in the fire. That's it, brother. We're not involving ourselves in the things of Mm, God. And maybe we think that we are, and maybe there's been times and there's been moments where we have been, but it's like if we're finding ourselves in a spiritual rut, Mm. we're finding ourselves in in times of, uh, what's the right word? Apathy. Apathy, yeah. And maybe you're just tired. You just got to throw yourself back in the fire. And I think it's, this is not, uh, everybody gets there. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're, Pastor Mark or Pastor Rhonda? Doesn't matter if you're Pastor Michael Todd at Transformation Church. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest minister in the world or somebody who got born again yesterday. Every single one of us has to maintain. And if anyone says otherwise, they're lying. They are are a liar. (laughs) Even ministers, the only fellowship you have with God can't be preparation to minister. Yeah. Because that's not really fellowship. That's you getting in there to get something for the people. Yeah. So it's like we have to watch. The, all of us have a responsibility to guard this mm-hmm. and to do it correctly. Yeah. And it's not something, and that's why even if we've talked about it on the podcast before, it's good to talk about it again yeah. because it's Keep honestly, it we need this reminder. Back all, on the fire. We need it. We need this reminder. When you're dealing with a natural fire, you have a visual point of reference. You can see it's starting to go out. Well, I bet you if we are honest with ourselves, we have that visual representation of our yeah, lives too sure. we can tell yeah when things are starting to dwindle dwindle i like that word <laughs> it's a good word we're word people it was either dwindle <laughs> or wane i was trying to figure out the right what dwindle is good because it's very very it, it's applicable to fire you know uh, <laughs> you can tell when it's starting to dwindle and i think that's what we need to do personal accountability personal responsibility robert should be able to gauge in his own life okay this is starting to dwindle i need to self-correct here mm. And I need to figure out, okay, how can I make space today for God? That's it. And make that decision every single day. Yeah. You know? 
And uh, in that, the fire will do just the opposite. It won't go out, but you're throwing your life down as a fresh sacrifice every day. So God has something to consume. So the fire is just going to keep growing. So good. Amen. We got to tend our fire every single day. Tend it. Keep that fire burning. Keep that fireplace going. (laughs) Keep that fire burning. (laughs) Cody started the fire. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to start my fire. Amen. I'm going to start my fire back up for 2024. Or just restoke it. The Restoke fire's it. there. Yeah, the fire's you know, there. The light of God never goes out. It's roaring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that sucker shaking the glass. <laughs> get it going. Uh, so that's what we're saying for this next year. <clears throat> what's cool, though, is oh. like back to that is like everybody in when I lived in Colorado, everyone in the whole house knew when I had that sucker going because you could hear it. <laughs> I mean, that glass was rattling. It was shaking. You could have mom upstairs doing the dishes, and she's like, I got that fire going. And she didn't sound I like never that. Heard I don't your know mom my mom, like she never sounds like that. But anyways, <sighs> my point is, is when you're really on fire for God, people will, will notice. Mm. They'll take notice. Um, you know, we have this uh, minister friend. His name's Russ. Uh, uh, what is their last name? Adams. Adams. <laughs> he used to say this all the time. If you just let God light you on fire, people will come watch you burn. And that's a good what are, what are we saying? It's like the disciples, when they were just walking in the streets and their shadows, people would cry out to mm-hmm. God for salvation. It's just because they were really close to God. They just spent time in the upper room. They, they were fellowship with him. Yeah. They allowed God to be that consuming fire, to set them on fire. And then they didn't have to force things. It Man. just happened. Yeah. And like, you won't have to force a move of God. It'll just happen. You won't have to force the glory to fall. It'll just happen. You won't have to beg God for peace. You'll just have it because we're close to him. And when we're close to him and this fire is burning, these things just happen Mm. kind of organically because we're close to God. And then who he is begins to manifest in our life. So good. And he is peace and he is love and he is joy and he is, you know, wisdom and he is health and he is financial prosperity. So when we have him, those things just manifest. Yeah. That's the, that's how it works. Yeah. And so uh, just getting more of God, and we won't have to work so hard on making these things happen. They will just happen yeah. because our focus is in the right place. You just shared that scripture. We're seeking him first. Yeah. And then all these things, yeah. peace, prosperity, spiritual wellness, health, wholeness, mental fortitude. Everything we need will be added to us because we're just close to him. Man. More of God will make your life a move of God. Woo! Like that's what comes to mind as we're talking right now and like you're saying i want everything i do to reflect his goodness and his glory and his power and demonstration Mm. not for selfish reasons yeah i I just want to be walking with god in such a way that it just it just happens yeah and and again it's not to glorify me or what i'm doing in the moment but i just want to be walking with him so closely that everything i do is if god himself was doing it Yes. And that, that should that's be the awesome. goal. That should be the that desire. That should be the goal. And that's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. That's what mm. I want for Rob, yes. Carolina, Yay. a move of God, <laughs> she said, 2024. The year of more. Amen. So seek more of him mm. this year. I know this is not a New Year's service or a, pod, pod, a New Year's podcast, but hey, Merry Christmas to you all. <laughs> God is good. God is great. Celebrate the gift that is Jesus Christ uh, in your life today, but also seek more of him in your life as you move forward in this next year. Amen? Amen. We love you guys so much. Go and be a move of God today. Bye. Bye.